Okay, so uh, hello and welcome to Six Strings of Tension, a guitar podcast where we talk about guitar. And today I am joined with uh, an exceptionally special guest, the tyrannical overlord of American Primitive, who bust onto the scene in 2018 with the phenomenal album, with a phenomenal title, You Were Never Much of a Dancer, um, which definitely, I think, breathed the whole sort of you know, fresh air into American primitive as a style, got a bunch of people into the genre that weren't into it uh, previously, and it really kind of won me over to American primitive as well. So this is Gwenifer Raymond. Welcome, Gwenifer. Thank you very much for coming on the show. How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad, thanks. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm all the better for having this conversation. Um, but... I suppose I'll just dive straight into it. Um, and I, yeah, I always just ask people, when was the last time you played guitar and what did you play? Um, it was about five minutes before this for this chat. Uh, I kind of got contacted out of the blue to do this thing for like the American National Parks. Yeah, thing, I saw you. Despite having never been to a national park. Um <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm just trying to figure that out. Oh wait, no wait. Sorry, I thought you were talking about that American tour. That uh, oh the tour. No, no, it's just an independent thing. But yeah. oh, hectic. Wait, what is this thing that you? Oh, I, I, I don't. I'm not even. I'm not even going to bring it up. Okay. I'm not even sure what it is. But uh, okay, yeah, cool. it's some weird, weird thing that I got contacted to do. Okay, and we'll cool. See if it works you're, out. you're involved with the national parks now, so that's yeah, exciting. <laughs> okay, cool. So are you like one of those sort of diligent players who plays every day? five minutes before getting into a podcast or are you um, kind of yeah i kind of a mix i'm sort of i'm like extremely busy uh so it's sometimes really hard to find uh, the time to do stuff uh a full-time job on top of the guitar playing and all that but yeah i try and play as much as much as i can stand um okay because <laughs> you have to write it's you know I, i'm a really slow writer so if i don't play like loads I'm, it'll, i'll never write anything else ever again so, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it, I don't know, like your writing is pretty dense. Like I think even now when I still listen to uh, Strange Lights Over Garth Mountain, there's like stuff in there that I'm still discovering. So it's, yeah, I can imagine it takes some time to create those sorts of pieces. Um, but yeah, like, and were you playing just acoustic guitar now or yeah, what you up to? Um, no, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff. Um, I, I kind of always find myself trying out different stuff. You know, I've got you know, various various resonators and, uh, like you know, I've got, like, a nice new uh, hollow body electric baritone. Uh, and I kind oh, of yeah. always mess around findings, but I kind of find myself always coming back. I kind of get these ideas by playing on other guitars. Um, I go, oh, this is a cool sound. But then you sort of inevitably come back to the acoustic, and then I just like it better on the acoustic anyways. But it's kind of cool beginning like, new ideas. Eventually, I'll make myself do something a little bit different, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Quite like yeah. Quite like the purity of it. But then again, I might completely be a hypocrite by the next time I'd put an album out and I'll completely change my mind. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, look, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to hold you <laughs> to what you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, even, but on your first album, there's a bunch of instruments. There's like violin, band, well, three instruments that I mm. can identify. What is it? Violin, banjo and guitar. Or do you also play like, a, what's it? A lap steel type of, type of situation. Yeah, I kind of play most things that have 
st- you know strings on to a certain extent, or kind of guitar, vaguely guitar-shaped things. Uh, okay. I just found that I don't know with the second album. I kind of I don't know. I found that I I found that uh, I was able to write kind of slightly more sophisticated stuff than on other instruments. Just on, you know, if I was just concentrating on the acoustic, because like, I love playing the banjo, but I I did find that most of my banjo songs were what I called sort of stunt banjo songs. I wasn't really able to sort of write necessarily, I don't know, as, uh, as uh, you know, uh, sophisticatedly or as, I don't know, sort of emotionally complex. It was just like, bam, 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 you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's not really, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's fun, but I don't know. I just got a bit, I got a little bit bored. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, like the band, because the banjo stuff is crazy on that first album, like Bleeding Finger Blues. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I love showing, like, there's a video of you playing it. I think like in someone's back garden or something whenever <laughs> I've got like a friend who's not convinced by the banjo it's like watch this and, um, but as you say it is kind of like just like crazy stunt playing um, yeah. yeah I think maybe one day I'll come back to it I, I'm, I'm, one day I'm, I'm, I've told myself one day I'm going to write an entire album of banjo tunes but I don't know when when that one day will happen <laughs> but it might yeah well I, I'm, I'll, I'll be really keen that would be cool like I guess with the last one it was all just guitar uh, so yeah, like instrument per album could be a good concept to go with. Um, but yeah, like I think before we go on, um, just for anyone who d- who's not familiar with your music, how would you describe the music that you create? Uh, yeah, that's a question that I've been asked so often. I should really have an answer that isn't incoherent rambling. Uh, yeah, I mean it's like that American primitive thing, right? So it's like kind of psychedelic uh, instrumental avant-garde stuff based on that kind of early, you know, pre-war blues uh, folks, American folk style, you know, like kind of heavily based on the alternate and thumb style of playing. That's kind of what really what the key to it is. That's kind of how you get that drone and melody, which is, and then you kind of, yeah, leaning into the psychedelia. It's like, yeah, I don't know, it's like psychedelic folk instrumental guitar blues. Okay. Yeah. Stuff. I don't I'm know. down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> but yeah, you're right though. Like with the because the double thumb thing that like creates that sort of hypnotic drone. I guess that's like the psychedelic component of it. But also like with yours, I find you really like work the discordant uh, kind of side of things because I know like a lot of acoustic music is associated with like very pretty music. Um, mm. and I think that yours is like a little bit scarier than that. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you, did you think that that's a, a false? No, no. I no. I, I agree. I mean, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really like pretty music personally. So yeah, it's definitely. So where, it's definitely like, a thing. Where do you think that like discordance comes from? Is that something that you've like drawn from other players, or is it more just your own expression? Well, it's just. I guess just the music that I that I like. I always, you know, I came from a sort of punk and grunge background um, but even then I kind of like the those slightly weirder you know more like gnarly feedback kind of okay. strange strange stuff uh, I don't know I've just always found Discord a bit more a bit more interesting a bit more I don't know it's, I kind of like that gothic-y that gothic-y vibe uh, I just find it more compelling I just haven't I don't really have much interest in nice nice pretty songs you know it's just just doesn't just doesn't grab me the same way as a gnarly yeah a gnarly yeah. discordant chord does you know Okay, cool. Well, I think that's like one of the reasons why like a lot of, well, why myself, I got really into American Primitive basically when you, you started putting up music because I'd heard like, you know, Fahey and that and I, and I thought it was cool, but I didn't really realize how like 
terrifying it could be you know <laughs> um, the other fate stuff i think it's got it like some all my favorite fate tracks are the ones where he's wailing on it you know and he's putting some really like kind of you know tough turns there's like one particular version of uh the you know the, the john Hurt funeral song where he's just smashing the crap out of his guitar and it's like really it is like it is metal sounding and that's yeah. you know i think yeah but I mean, like, also, like, like, if you're just dipping your toe in, the songs that people recommend tend to be like what you know, like Sunflower River Blues, and yeah. you know, kind of the more mellow stuff. Uh, but yeah, like, once you dig deeper, it's it's always there. Like, even Jack Rose, all of those guys, they they got into the scary tones generally. But um, how did you start playing guitar? Like, t- take us through that journey. Ah, uh, the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that that one. Yeah, no. Um, that one. Yeah, that one. Sorry, I have told about eight thousand times. Uh, yeah, so I was I was very young. <laughs> I was uh, I was about eight or nine years old. I had no interest in music. I had a Sony Walkman cassette player, uh, which I listened to books on tape because I was a little nerd. Uh, and uh, when one yeah, so when I was about eight or nine, my mum hands me a cassette copy of Nirvana's Nevermind, and it's the first thing I ever heard in my life. They go, "Fucking hell, this is pretty good." Uh, so I spend. You know, about a month running up and down the stairs non-stop with my headphones on, kind of obsessively listened to it on repeat, and uh, I asked for a guitar for my, for, for my birthday or for Christmas. I think it was for Christmas, forever it was. Mm. And then that's that's basically how I got started. I just started, you know, learning guitar. Uh, kind of went off for a little while, I might have played drums more, but then was, you know, playing guitar in the background, the inter- and, it sort of be- and then eventually it became like the main instrument, and I started playing guitar in bands rather than drums in bands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then from there, um, I guess there's like that kind of that really there's that you know there's a an MTV Unplugged they kind of famously do a Lead Belly track, and that was the first time I kind of I heard your, your that that era of blues music uh, being kind of referenced by someone that was familiar to me, uh, and I also liked a lot of that kind of Greenwich Village 60s, 70s stuff that my, that my parents would listen to a lot of Dylan and uh, and uh, you know Neil Young and uh, Velvet Underground and stuff like that, uh, and. I guess you know when you look into oh what what, what well, these are my favorite bands what 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 do they like a really common source of influence for them was was like early blues music and early kind of American that you know weird old American stuff I think Dylan called it um uh, and yeah so I just started looking into it and buying those super cheap CDs that you could get in the record stores at the time because they were you know, almost I think they were almost copyright free you know and they had, but they were great because they had loads of John Hurt and Blind Boy Fuller and you know Skip James and stuff like that and yeah just from there really and just kind of I started to hear that style coming through with that alternating thumb I was like for a while I was completely convinced that like on a lot of these tracks there was two guitar players like John Hurt particularly yeah. I was into him all the time because like, he was like probably my my first favorite and uh, I, I was convinced there was two guitar players on that track, and when I learned there wasn't, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to learn how to do this myself then, haven't I? And it just sort of kind of went from there, really. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the blues stuff, though, was, mm. the, like, was the first riff you learned uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by any chance? Probably. It might have been Jingle Bells. It was either Jingle Bells Jingle or Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> What was your first guitar as well? Well, I was that was a good no. Well, yeah, because it was um, that was great. Uh, so we had, luckily with the same uh, when I decided to get learn to play the guitar, which you had a little um, it was quite a short thing. But there was a little in, uh, thing going on in my primary school of you know learn to play the guitar. They had a teacher okay. coming for like a, for like for like a month. I think he gave us like four lessons or something. And it was obviously you know, a thing to try and sell some guitars. So all the other 
kids in school. They had, you know, the standard learning to play school in primary, learning to play guitar in primary school guitar, you know, classical style, nylon strings. Yeah, little three-quarter, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I had a uh, cherry red Squire Strat. Uh, (laughs) Ah. I was like, Nice. Yeah. I've still got that somewhere. Oh, you do? That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Never never throwing anything away. Those old Squires are great, man. They really are, hey. Like, I was actually... A little disappointed when I first played a Fender after playing Squires for years. I was like, this thing is like harder to play than a Squire. <laughs> but, <laughs> Fun. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. So, and then how long did you play that Squire for? Oh, donkey's years. I can't even remember. I think probably 10 years, something like that, more. I think, I think, after, I think the, sec- was the, the second guitar I got, I remember, was, I'm actually looking at it right now, was a... Uh, uh, a Fender, a Fender Splatcaster, which was the limited run they did with that what? crazy, that crazy paint. So it's a cool guitar. Oh, look, this is I pretty. Know, I, I know people who can't, like people listening can't see it, but can you show it to me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's you not want? too much of a mission. Sorry, uh, I'm keen to just check it. Sorry, I'm hitting the microphone. I've actually set up with many nah, pickups for the good. moment. Oh wow! This thing. Yeah. Holy shit, that's really cool. It looks like cool, an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's a pretty Wait, dope guitar. And it's a Strat as well, hey? It's a Strat. Yeah, it's a yeah. Mexican Strat, I think. Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah, so that's like super classic Nirvana kind of grunge type of well, type of vibe, I guess. I think they I don't think a, they actually they even played Strats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's like a Jag or a Mustang, right? I think it was yeah, a Jag. Yeah, like, and yeah. I think also just like whatever was around because they had a tendency to smash their guitars up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But okay, that's cool. And so then, were you like in grunge bands, pretty much high school? Yeah, grunge and punk bands, sort of playing around, playing around okay. Welsh valleys. Okay, uh, what for, what yeah. does that mean for us who are not from Wales? The Welsh valleys, is it like rural? <laughs> South Wales? Like, yeah, okay. not not rural, but like kind of the, the part of Wales that's not Cardiff. So yeah, small towns, villages, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. And was there like much appetite for punk and stuff at the time? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it was that was kind of actually. To be fair, it was just after there was a period. I'm um, actually this Newport is not the valleys, but there was a period where uh, Newport, which is the town over from Cardiff, uh, which is the I mean the nearest city by me, um, was being referred to as the new Seattle because there was oh. always there was all these great bands coming out of there. There was a venue called TJ's, which is like a proper legendary venue. I think Nirvana themselves did in fact play there. Oh, uh, so Did at the time there was some there was some stuff going down, you know, and uh, it's kind of funny. I remember like playing gigs in, in in you know the capital city. I was playing in Cardiff, and like no bugger would come. But you you know you play a punk show in some tiny town in the middle of nowhere. Every single kid in that yeah. town comes. So those are like those are the those are the best shows. That that's the same in South Africa as well. Like if you play in the city, it's just like. If there's sports on, people will be at the venue, but not to see you, to watch the sports, and then like maybe they'll stay for you afterwards. But in small towns, yeah. like it's it's something to do, so everybody is there, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, what bands were coming out of Wales at that time? Was that like Manic Street Preachers? Sorry, my knowledge of Welsh music is really poor at best. Well, yeah, I mean it's kind of. I mean I can't to be honest. Like I think I think the that real big period was. So Slightly, it was just before I was on the tail end of that. It was kind of before okay. my time. Um, I don't know so much about. I can't try and remember now, man. Like in 
from that period, I can't even remember. I just remember there was a scene. I don't know okay. how many big bands made it out of there. I mean, let's not talk about the Lost Prophets. Uh, that, that oh, badly. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> let's not actually go there. No, they were from my school. Weirdly, like one of the other interviews I did, did go there. <laughs> Wait, what? They were from your school? I think okay. so. I think, again, before, slightly before my time, but I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is like okay, that's kind of wild. But anyway, let's let's try and get things back on track. <laughs> so, like when you were playing electric guitar originally, who were like the uh, sort of players that you were really into at the time? Were, were there guitar players that you were like into then, or was oh, it yeah, more fully. just like bands? Yeah, well, I mean bands as well, but no, I was fully. I mean, kind of a cliche, but I was I did love Hendrix um, because he was okay. always to me. I thought the only guitar wanker who could get away with it. I was never really in ironically for a soloist and bloody instrumentalist I've never really been that into guitar solos but I thought Hendrix was the only one that could get away with it in my opinion um, but then but no you know I was like super into I mean I still think Joe Santiago from the Pixies is one of the best oh, electric yeah. guitar players of all time because he's got that he's the exact opposite right which is he's like he plays like one note yeah it's the perfect note. is just like, yeah, it's like amazing he's a complete yeah. no, genuine genius Mm. Uh, you know, like um, I mean, the, I don't even know, know, know his name. The guitar player from the Bottle Surfers, from that kind of. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I also don't know the name, of, but yeah, I know the band. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, like amazing f- use of feedback. Mm. I was always really into feedback and stuff. Again, from Santiago, man, because like that, my favorite track, that Pixies track, is Vamos, and then every single band I've ever been in, I've made them do a song, which is basically my attempt at doing something as cool as uh, Vamos. <laughs> drone shit you know what I mean yeah yeah sick okay and any of your solo stuff do you think is like a a Vamos uh, all of it every single track is my attempt to do Vamos (laughs) okay (laughs) oh man that's awesome and then like um, when did you sort of okay so you like got into the blues sort of stuff where did you sleep last night all of that which I think like a lot of us kind of I think it's yeah I've told this story to a lot, and I oh, I think it? it's like f- fucking the most common origin story of becoming an instrumental guitar player is uh yeah, I heard Nirvana do Lead Belly, <laughs> yeah, or, or even like yeah. it's it's the most common way like you you decide okay acoustic guitar is okay to play is when you yeah. see unplugged or, or for me anyway as well like yeah as soon as I saw unplugged I was like okay maybe acoustic guitar is all right, <laughs> but um so when did you like uh, start sort of playing acoustic guitar was it much later on like or still at school I think it was, it was you know it's it's one of those things that's like so gradual I don't really remember I think it was yeah. post I think it was post school it's when I was in kind of getting into uni because um, yeah I also um, you know picked up a bit of lap steel on the banjo and I started playing um, with folk bands just like back, uh. back, back up you know playing a banjo and uh, lap steel and stuff um, and then kind of eventually when I started to play in this solo style I just started to kind of open up shows and do open mics so it was really gradual it was kind of in my you know maybe maybe mid-twenties so I started doing that it was it was so slow I don't know how you know when he so and I was still I'm st- I was still playing and I'm still playing in, in punk bands and stuff I still I still do I still play oh, in, a, in a punk band really? you know it's, like it's right never now. really gone away yeah 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 really bad really at it should, but man. um but it's, it's fun like what bands or <laughs> I played in a million bands over the years you wouldn't have heard of any of them we've all like okay. it's proper like three shows a year okay. to our friends 
proper punk, you know. Was like, oh, five pounds for eight eight bands, no guest list, you know, one of the, those shows. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, oh, crazy. So you're still doing it. What guitar do you use for that? That's no, I play drums now. Oh, uh, these shit. days I play drums. I was playing a telly in a, in, in bands for a while, so like okay. I like the telly these days for electric. But uh, yeah. Telly is really nice. Like the, yeah. the the spikiness of it is something special. No, okay, so so you're playing drums. Like, what do you have a drum kit there in there with you somewhere? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's there's like an electric kit out the back. Okay, okay I have cool. a I have a tiny little kit. I have like one of those little Questlove uh, Ludwig Dutty kits with like it's got uh, like a 16 inch bass drum. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Like tight. It's super fun to play. Tight sound as well. So yeah. okay, ah wild man i'm keen i'm i'm kind of keen to hear this punk music that you <laughs> i suppose it's got like got to be at the gig kind of thing oh yeah, um, no. yeah. <laughs> i'm not great at the drums this bit. <laughs> nah. but it's a but it's fun it's punk <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah so it doesn't matter um okay 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 and um yeah so like when it comes to instruments and especially with guitars because i see like you do have some really nice guitars just in like Mm. the photos that i've seen some like really old you know like those old builders and stuff like not sort of factory made which is all i've ever really seen so i just wanted to find out like whenever i speak to guitarists like they tend to be somewhere on a spectrum and on the one end it's like those people who love their guitars like give them names sleep with their guitars that sort of thing and then on the other end it's people who are like i don't give a shit it's just a tool and i don't care about it as an object at all so i'm kind of interested to know where you would sort of place yourself on that spectrum um I mean, I definitely know. I definitely, I'm closer to the love my guitars thing. I, okay. I find it very hard. I find it very, very hard to sell a guitar. I have sold like a couple of guitars, but not. It's it's difficult, you know. Um, so I've got. I still own basically every guitar I've ever bought, which is quite a lot of guitars. Um, <laughs> I mean, some are like better than others. Some I have a sort of slightly problematic relationship with. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like my my main touring guitar, which is my Waterloo. Um, you know, I, I you know if. I am deeply in love with if it was a person you know uh, it would be it would be something um and I would be very upset if anything ever 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 happened to it but then again I actually specifically bought this Waterloo because I was playing loads of vintage guitars and I became terrified of the prospect of them breaking because like they're bits of history versus I would feel you know if I smash a guitar that's like a hundred years old that's pretty bad um (laughs) this guy like it's amazing this sounds wonderful it's you know a fantastic sounding guitar but if I break it it's just money, really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a bit of history. Maybe it okay. is now, though. I don't know. It's it's super nice. Okay. How many guitar, like how many acoustic guitars do you actually have? Um, I mean, that's count. <laughs> I don't know, like six, seven. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that ballpark. <laughs> More yeah. than five. Okay, yeah. and like with the really old ones, do you just have one that's like a really old one, or do you have a couple of those? I have a couple. I have like a I have like a 1928 like supertone knockoff, which is nice. I recorded okay. a lot of my first album on it. Okay. And um, it's a really nice guitar. Um, but the neck went really badly on it. Um, okay. it was like super out. You know, the intonation went really out. But then I lived in a basement flat that was really moldy for a while, and I think it fixed it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We, I think, weird like, the, how that the happens. Humidity. Yeah. <laughs> the humidity knocked the neck back in. It was weird. 
Um, and I have this guy. I have this guy behind me. That's um, it's that is that is from the eighteen hundreds, eighteen eighty or oh, something. And okay. that was one um, Henry Whoa. Kaiser gave me. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, there it is. I see it. I see it there. Oh my word. Okay, and and like both of the old ones, I assume are like sort of parlor shape, as was sort of the. the no, this the one. The, yeah, the well, the the, the Shipton knockoffs. Yeah, parlor shape. The Henry okay. Kaiser knockoffs a strange one. It's kind of quite. Okay. It's got a really big. It's kind of got a very slightly arched back, and it's oh, got okay. big, big, big ass on it. So it's quite basic, you know. <laughs> That's great though. I I, yeah. I kind of like this. Like I find a lot of modern guitars are like really bright, and mm. yeah. So so having that like bass sound is pretty amazing. Did you record with the one that Henry Kaiser gave you? Uh, I recorded one track with it. Um, I I did a the recording, which is I think only digital. I did of um, a track called "The Three Deaths of Red oh, yeah. Spectre." That's yeah. uh, that's on the Henry Kaiser. Okay great track um, super evil as well um, okay so that's that guitar and then like with the last album were you playing the waterloo on that one yet or also yeah it was all that was all waterloo the whole album oh, okay. same guitar yeah yeah i just i love this guitar i mean okay. still kind of slowly figuring out how to how to record it i think i've kind of figured out i think my next album is going to sound sick because i have figured out how to record it pretty well at this point but i'm not done i've not put anything out in on my okay. new my new method uh okay so I'm ho- hoping it'll be good i don't know the, the last one sounded pretty great to me but well it was okay yeah, yeah. it was okay i could have done it better i'll record it again <laughs> i think i could have done it better i'm just because that was the one where like i was supposed to go to a studio and then covid happened yeah. so i just recorded it in my basement in between the upstairs neighbor's washing machine going Okay, how many mics did you use since you were talking about how many mics you had uh, going I think on earlier? I used, I used three. Okay. Did like one center and two and, and two in stereo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it sounds awesome. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. <laughs> but I look forward to hearing what, like, do you want, do you want to divulge what your new technique oh, is? It's, just, or? it's not fancy. It's just, it's just a mid-side thing. But I just got, mm-hmm. like, just my full one. I got like, a 414 and I got this new CM4. Uh, and I was just playing with that in, ba- in a really simple mid-side, and it sounds bloody amazing. Without you, don't have to do anything to it. Like no, nothing, no pro- post-processing, and it just sounds out of the out okay. of the box. Sounds amazing, especially yeah. with this guitar. So I think it'll be good. And that's kind of what you want. Well, I would imagine that's what you want. Like recording an acoustic is- instrument, like as little sort of digital processing of the sound as possible. Yeah, I guess. it's kind of it's hard though, isn't it? Like because I'm kind of on the fence about. Um, like natural, like naturalness in recording because you kind of want it to sound like live and in the room, which can be quite. It's kind of often the opposite of what you do when you're such a recording like a soft. Yeah. Like I'm going to recording my flat rise, which is a soft space, um, mm. because that's deadening it. But then again, if you record in, record in a really lively place, then it becomes really hard to record, and also you kind of have to. I quite one of the things I quite liked about recording the last album was because it was just me. I had complete freedom to do it whenever I f- felt like doing it. You yeah. know, which can be quite nice. Uh, I don't know. I think it's more conducive towards playing well. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of on the fence. I, sometimes I do sneak in. I have this thing, this sort of sneaking in little digital stuff that, but trying to make it sound like you have not done it. It's quite. I've often like thought that was bad and you shouldn't have done that. But I, uh, working, I work in video games, right? And um, 
with now I run a you know help run a, an audio studio. So now I'm like learning all this actual ah. proper trickery from sound designers. I'm like, oh, actually, digital method's not so bad. You can yeah. uh, you can master it. You know, no, no, you can't no. tell. Then you know that, that's the thing. Like you you exactly like if it sounds good, it doesn't really matter how you got there. With the first album, did you record that one in a studio? No, that was in a, that was in another flat in Brighton. Oh, okay. <laughs> There've all just been recordings. Uh, but what did someone else record it for you? Or yeah, 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 I got my buddy to record that one. Um, okay, nice. But it was just one. That was basic. That was just what four one four. That was pretty simple. Okay, yeah, because the sound is kind of different though, like on the two albums. So, but I guess that's also like instruments, the room, all of that stuff yeah, contributes yeah, totally. to it. Okay, cool. Wait. um... You say that you're working at a studio as well now. What did I miss here? There. Oh no! So I have a, like I have, a, I have a, like a full-time day job, right? Which yeah. is um, I make video games. Uh, but okay. specifically, we do audio for video games. Oh, um, okay. So we work in a studio, like an audio studio, doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I don't do that. So I'm a I'm a I'm a coder. I do the uh, okay. technical side of things. But uh, it's what, kind of what? it's kind of interesting talk. It's kind of interesting talking to people, talking to guys that like have a very different outlook on sounds of me because I'm coming from a super like acoustic background yeah. and, like, and some of these guys are like djs and stuff right so all okay. of their all of their sound design is from these purely kind of digital methods but they're kind of interesting you know they're super they can be super creative you know very much so um what can i ask what ga- what games yeah you like, can't ask no. uh, can I not? okay cool because I, I actually I, I play games so i'm kind of into ah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff um, and i like game soundtracks and you know that sort of thing as well like it's really interesting and the sound design of games is also something that i've come to really appreciate now like yeah so i i think that that's yeah kind of a a cool place to get some more information and draw inspiration from but um going back to the last one about <laughs> you say you sort of are on the side where you do like your guitars as objects and that sort of thing and so do you think that like the actual guitar and the instrument itself um sort of inspires or has some influence on the music that you write or is it kind of like no matter what guitar you would be able to make the same songs Oh no, it's completely yeah. I mean, you have you have to write for the guitar you've got in your hand. Um, you know, stuff sounds different. Other some certain guitars do. They want they want different songs to be written on them. You know, they just they just don't suit everything. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of strange. Like I mean, like for singers, you wouldn't you know you wouldn't suggest like a. I don't know, like a, a delicate soprano sing like the graveliest Tom Waits song, right? I mean, in theory, but it doesn't really, you know, yeah. they, each each voice has its own, you know, desire to do a certain thing. So, I, yeah, definitely every guitar has got, same for tunings. I think different tunings have got different songs they want to be written mm-hmm. uh, to, you know? Because like, obviously you can, play, you can play the same song in every single different tuning, but doesn't necessarily, even though it's the same notes, yeah. it doesn't necessarily suit there's something about it and i know that's partly due to do with like you know resonant sympathetic frequencies but also just the way you kind of attack it you know i i think you gotta like listen to what what it wants rather than trying to Mm. impose your your will on it yeah yeah i think i think you're right there you'd be surprised how many people say that they don't care like any guitar they'd write the same songs on well i have been very surprised by the amount of people who say that but yeah I, i think i tend to sort of agree with you there um and when it comes to tunings like do you have a particular sort of favorite tuning or you know 
do you experiment with like a lot of different tunings? What what tunings do you like? Uh, yeah, I use a lot of tunings. I mean, I think my favorite tuning is open C minor. Um, I just really like open C minor. I've written a lot a lot of songs in that, and I just find it infinitely kind of explorable. Um, yeah, like like a lot of D minor. Ironically, I really yeah. I'm not a huge fan of like the open G G minor stuff, which is like a really super common uh, tuning mm. for for for, it, for you know this style of guitar. Um, and I've written some stuff in it, but I don't know. It's not. I think it's because the drone note. It's as simple as it's like not it's, a that, G. The, it's, it's a G. Well, as I'm saying, you, it's, you have to go higher, so it kind of loses that mm. bassy thing. So I think that's probably why it's not my, uh, not my favorite one. But yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying there, and I I know like a lot of people also sort of veer away from open F because it's so high. Like there's not much sort of of that mm. low end going on there. But um, okay, so you like the minor tunings? That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've, like, made up some tunings as well, which I don't know what they are. Um, okay. But they sound cool, so, you know. Whatever. <laughs> which, you, you, put, you put the notes in, and it's like, oh, that's a really long chord. I'm not going to remember what that is. Yeah. <laughs> which songs have you got in your made-up tunings? Uh, Strange Lights of a Garth, Garth Mountain is in. Okay. And the and Incantation, they're both in the same tuning, and it's that. That's is in the key the, of... Uh, yeah, because <laughs> Incantation, like... I don't know, when I first heard it, I was like, this is really very, very different and bizarre. And I don't know mm. what's going on. And also, Incantation is like one song where I do want to ask, like, is it just one guitar? Because that yeah. one, is that... Really? Yeah, there's a little okay. bit of drums at the start of it. but that's Yeah, I know, because there's yeah. a percussion and stuff. And then there's like a part where, I don't know, like the lead is going really fast. And I was like, it just sounds like two guitars to me. Okay, so that no, one is no, one no, guitar. I don't love a dub. This one okay. guitar, I don't, I'm not I'm not good enough at writing music to be able to write two guitar parts. It's just all one wow. part. You you do write two guitar parts, but you just play it on one guitar at the Can't same it, time. <laughs> okay, crazy. So that is just one guitar. I'm I'm kind of blown away by that fact. Okay, and yeah, that's a made up tuning. That makes a lot of sense. And outside of music and like the guitars and that, what else inspires the music that you create? Um, I mean, I'll, I'm a big movie person, um, so uh, I guess in my head, to a certain extent, there's uh, I'm kind of writing little s- scores to imaginary okay. movies. Uh, that's definitely a big influence. Wait, it's kind of something I want to get into, to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, what movies like? Uh, all sorts. Anything. I am, I am a, I am a horror fan. Shocking, shocking. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I do, I do love. I do love a good horror movie, good soft, like a good seventies British folk horror movie. Okay. I like westerns. I like. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big movie person. So I, I kind of don't really have a, you know, I will watch, basically anything as long as it's not shit, uh, and it's possible for as long as to be not shit, right? So, um, <laughs> even like, if it's I like, shit I like weird enough, shit. It, it can become yeah, yeah. really oh, well, enjoyable. Then, then it becomes really good. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, I want to write. Cool. I want to rescore the movie Raw. You know that movie Raw. Uh, yeah. Not 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 the French one. Talking about the uh, one uh, with the Tippy Hedron, where they get mauled by lions. <laughs> no, I'll go check it out. I'll go check it out with Tippy Hedron. Oh yeah. Okay. Tippy Hedron. Yeah, and Melanie Griffith when she was when she was young. Well, obviously it's her daughter. But yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'll check it out. So you want to do a rescore of that? Yeah. Okay. Just for when like someone getting someone getting scalped. You know, it's great. <laughs> But yeah, like I can definitely hear like the 70s sort of folk horror movie 
vibe in in the sounds that you make and that but also incidentally like when um you did like a release stream for strange lights over garth mountain like yeah so myself and some friends we watched hereditary and then like and <laughs> like timed it so that it ended as your set would begin and it was perfect it was like the, the sick man yeah <laughs> like, that's a good ass movie it is yeah and yeah. like that that sort of new wave of horror is really great like <laughs> no super eight. yeah i don't know yeah mm. 824 I've, I've done a lot of good work yeah yeah I, I know it got like a lot of flack but i actually really enjoyed the green knight as well like i know who gave you, the green knight flack green knight was amazing i, I love like, the green knight online, it's it's like sitting on like a sort of six out of ten kind of People i don't suck. know it's it's bullshit but anyway yeah so so yeah okay i'm glad because yeah the hereditary into that gig it was just so perfect like the, the atmosphere was sustained but yeah okay and then uh, aside from film and that like it's i know you like when strange lights came out you sort of spoke a bit about like whales being you know or the landscape of whales kind of being a bit of an inspiration there um but yeah i don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that yeah i can i mean that's kind of one of those things uh, that's i think it's a bit more um subconscious but i do have this feeling that i do think like kind of one of the things that's interesting about instrumental music right is that there, it, it typically has no literal textual you know subject right it is kind of it's mood and vibe basically um, and I think when you're so obviously when you're writing something like that, it's kind of coming a lot from a, more from a sort of sub, subconscious place. You're just trying to kind of evoke some ineffable feeling of something. Uh, and I think so sort of necessarily then a lot of that is just from where you are and where you where you've been and kind of what 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 visions you when you think about stuff, what visions you hold in your head in a kind of more general way, right? And I think a lot of that is going to be from like how you grew up and if you grew up in a particular well, I did grow up in a particular sort of quite a strong you know, landscape, you know, in the valleys with the Garth Mountain. Or, you know, I grew up at the foot of the Garth Mountain. We did go into the woods and sort of, I remember the woods by my house were super creepy, like fir trees, like it would be dark and cold. It was great. It was beautiful, you know, but it's mm. like proper, like it's quite goth, honestly. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, was, I guess I was just thinking a lot about that at the time. Um, like one of the tracks, I think a lot of it came out of like one of the, uh, Guide Dam Guide, um, I actually did write the initial bit of it, the kind of the main riff that sort of typically right becomes the mm. becomes the the foot of the, the, the you know the, the foot base of the song. When I was in Wales, I was at okay. a, 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 a Green Man festival, and oh, I was yeah. like, uh, and that's kind of why I, I and it just felt really Welsh to me. Like, it was one of those things where I, I can't really explain why it felt yeah. Welsh, but it just did. Yeah, it's so just, I kind it's of just an innate yeah. feeling almost. Can I ask? Uh, forgive my ignorance, but what does Gwaed on Gwaed mean? A uh, blood for blood. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it like a common phrase that's used, or in- no? I, just, I don't know. I was just being metal. <laughs> yeah, you, you you certainly were. <laughs> but, okay, that's really cool though. And I think that like um, I was talking to a, another sort of more recent American primitive player, Liam Grant, and also when he was talking, he he was saying like how. Uh, you know, music 
is really evocative of landscape generally you know and especially like you know like more traditional american primitive and that old sort of roots music you can kind of like envision appalachia and you know that sort of stuff um and i kind of get that feeling with strange lights and even actually you're never much of a dancer but of like misty mountains and like you know goth kind of uk and europe kind of atmosphere uh, definitely comes through so is that like an intention or do you think that's just sort of a, a thing so that just ends up happening i can't i don't I, so i i kind of i actually don't tend to write things in, with an intention i just sort of write whatever comes out but and usually after the point that i go oh that feels like that to me and i, I totally agree which is kind of why i sort of started to label it with this sort of welsh primitive thing because the more i thought about it the more i felt like, this feels like you know being at home looking at you know looking at the bloody trees and the sort of the rain dropping off and you know it's cold and then you know it's a dark sky it, it, it just felt like it to me and i just yeah i guess i, I guess i leaned, mm-hmm. leaned into it but I, it certainly i think yeah i totally think that that somehow came out of mm-hmm. that no for real and also like i mean i guess that another thing i wanted to ask you about is like when you write music like do you so you you don't really have an intention when you go in would you say that your music is sort of carefully composed um or is it kind of born of improvisation like yeah what's your process divulge your secrets if you (laughs) spent eight bloody years um no um yeah uh no it is like it's composed i'm i i do like to i do i know i like composition certainly i like i i Nothing. I, I don't. I don't play improvised stuff like live or, or anything. It's all oh, like okay. you know. It's, it's, it's a composed piece of music. Um. Obviously, when I'm writing, it tends to come out. I'm you know pissing about, and it'll go. Oh, okay. That yeah yeah, and that sounds cool. Because quite often I have like segments that I don't. I haven't necessarily figured out where they need to yeah. go. And sometimes you play something and you go, oh, this is, this is clearly, uh, you know, <laughs> needs to go here. It very rarely happens. The mm. only, the only song off the last album that happened was was um. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Eulogy of a Dead French Composer, which I think I wrote in about ten minutes. Oh, because it was what? just like boom, yeah. Like, that, okay. That's how that song goes. That and never like happens. A really wild journey of a song as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know how that one happened, but that one was one of those. Oh, <laughs> yep, I just know where this song wants to go. Um, but most of the time, that's not. You know, it takes. Yeah. It's like you know, you can spend like a year writing a song where you've got all these different bits, and slowly you recognize, oh, this sounds kind of interesting, and then this segment moves. Could you kind mm. of I like to have like this idea of movements? in music you know we're sort of doing a thing yeah. so it's kind of it's not necessarily intentionally trying to tell a story but so much as you kind of are though you know it's 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 just you just feel feel stuff feels like oh okay yeah that does yeah. this and that's that's interesting yeah. it's almost like making a little arc or something yeah uh, or maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah no i definitely yeah yeah you know you start one place go on a little journey doing some interesting things that kind of reflect it but also take it to new places and you kind of return and then you do something mm. you know it's like this is composition in it it's, i don't know yeah. i don't i don't know anything about composition but from, as i from what a little i understand that's kind of what you do <laughs> from your experience i guess as well like, <laughs> you know. but also like um one thing i noticed like with both of your albums i don't know if it was an intention but i felt like there's um a pair of songs that almost feel like kind of sibling songs and i think it's what Lyca's song on the first one and then ruben's song on the second one like i don't know if that was an intention at all or like 
Am I just inventing? No, uh, you have you have identified the two songs written for dogs. In fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Those are those are dog songs. Okay, so is Laika and uh, like Ruben are they your dogs or? Um, dogs well, it's kind of kind of a sad story. Well, Laika was Laika's my was is my mother's dog and <clears throat> sort of my dog. Uh, and okay. uh, in fact, though they're also the a very an example of a very very rare case of me going into a song with with the subject matter. Oh. Um, because I was looking at my was looking at Laika, and I was like, "Yeah, this song sounds like you." <laughs> so that's a this Laika song. I played it. So Laika was the first person to hear Laika's song. In fact, oh, she, she, yeah, she loves guitar, man. She's great. She comes in, she loves it. Yeah. Um, but Ruben is my friend's dog who who did in fact die, and oh. it was very very sad. Uh, and so that that song was written after I okay, heard that shame, he had, he had died, and it, but he was like it kind of. That song it's to very, me like was felt like Ruben, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, mm, okay. Yeah. It's a very uplifting piece as well. Like, yeah. I so, I guess both both of those songs kind of stuck out to me because I was like, ah, they're like not all dissonant and evil. And, the only you know. <laughs> the only cheerful thing is the one about a dog, typically. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well that's awesome. Like, I I, I had no idea that they were about dogs. Um, but that makes me so happy because I have like three dogs and uh, yeah, I just love dogs. Okay. Yeah. Ah, but yeah. So like, I, I guess then each each case was written for like that unique kind of context. So like Ruben's one was it just like you came up with a piece of music and then just thought like it feels just made you. Think no, no, of no I was properly like I was. Oh, my, I got a text from my mate and I was really sort of feeling really sad about it and I was playing guitar and that's that's kind mm-hmm. of what. I was thinking about little Ruben, and that's kind of what came out. Ah, okay, okay. Gosh, yeah, I'll be interested to hear some more songs that you write about <laughs> dogs or animals generally. <laughs> animals seem to be like fairly prominent as well, like especially with the first album. Like, there's all, all the stuffed animals on the cover. Like, what is that yeah. about? <laughs> oh, it's just it was just cool. It was like so. Um, that was my that's my dad at my father's house. Because oh. um, he's a he's a he's a painter and um, he likes painting um, like animals. Uh, it's a lot easier if they don't you know move. So taxidermy. Because <laughs> the, the the big irony here is that like all of my family are like quite hardline vegetarians. Okay. So it's like these are all like yeah. ethically sourced antique taxidermy. You know what I mean? There's no one, no animals were harmed in the production of uh, of, of of that except for you know secondhand. Um, but no, that that was purely. Um, Seriously needed to make an album cover. Like, right, oh. it's cool. Let's go to Dad's <laughs> it, house. <laughs> it is super cool, though. and it's like also in the music video for "There Will Be Blood." Uh, wait, not yeah. there will, sometimes there's blood. Uh, sometimes Sorry. there's blood. Yeah, Getting there will movies. Be blood. Good movie. Confused. Yeah. <laughs> Good soundtrack. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Yeah. Weird though. And also, yeah, like you said, like <laughs> being vegetarian and having that on the covers. <laughs> Interesting juxtaposition going on there. I think some people got upset. Oh, it did. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I know. Like living in living in South Africa, you see a lot of that. Mm. <laughs> Sadly, uh, I'm also vegetarian, just by the by. So yeah, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So then I also wanted to just like ask you a few sort of like nerdier. I guess I've asked you a few nerdy questions already, um, but like. When it comes to guitar strings, do you have like a particular preference, or like what what do you tend to use? 
Um, no, I, I've got. A, I mean, obviously, I've gone through a lot of strings in the past, but no, I've got. A, I've got a very strong preference now. Uh, I like Martin Monell strings. The sort of you know, the retro ones okay. they call them. The, the they Monell ones. Nickel. Wait, or is Monell a, a, a substance? It's like a. It's a comp. It's a kind of. What does it say on the actual string? <laughs> So yeah, they're like yeah, they're a nickel. I think they're a nickel alloy. They've got something else in them, um, but I like the thirteens. But the thing I like about them is um, so I rinse strings really badly. Um, yeah, like, I can imagine. <laughs> I think I could play, I could play two short sets or one like full length set. It's, it's about one set of strings um, for me. Whoa. So I have to share them basically every every show. And um, I found that you know you get those sort of coated ones. They sound mm. okay. Um, they sound okay, but like they don't last any longer for me. And, yeah, um, and, and they're really like expensive. Phosphor as well, phosphor bronze, mm. which. Well, I don't know. I, know. I was using like eighty twenties. I really like eighty twenty coated. Um, it's pretty okay. nice. Like the like the Martin Lifespan eighty twenty stuff. Um, they sound great, but yeah, yeah. they they um last as long as these Mo- as these Monels do, and the Monels cost about half as much. Yeah. So I just started buying the Monels, yeah, and that's sort of kind of my go-to. Um, I need to, I, I'm sorry, I need to get, I need to convince Martin to give me strings, man. Uh. <laughs> like, it's so expensive. <laughs> Maybe you can like hook up a deal with the uh, national parks or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, they can connect you somehow, seeing as you've got like these disparate sort of connections yeah. <laughs> these days. But those I strings, don't know. I really those, like them. Like, yeah, like like I also think like those sort of yeah like retro with nickel sound mm. really great. Like they've like um, even when I was talking to Ben Chesney, he was like, yeah, he thinks that they've got like a more even tone because like a lot of those sort of modern like phosphor bronze, it's like super harsh, so, harsh sounding. Well, yeah, those are like a bit more mellow. Well, I think what it is as well with those other ones, you got to wear them in a lot longer. Yeah. Versus these, they they wear in basically immediately, which is honestly like another really important when you're playing yeah. on when you're on tour and you've got to change your strings every single day. You need a mm. set of strings that wears in quick. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, advocate of these of these. Actually, only only the Martin ones to be honest. I've tried different Monel strings, you know, for money reasons, and um, yeah, they're not very good. These are the only ones I like. Did you try the? I think that they are. What what is it? It's Dunlop, I think. So one is like it's like a brown packet with a N, and it's like nickel plated. Is their, their uh, big thing? Have. But I think I yeah. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I can get these for like I get you can get these for like six pound fifty, man. This is if you get okay. the right price. Yeah, that's the key. Right, that's the key. They sound good and they cost that much. Okay, no, that's awesome. And then like when you play, you play with like uh, thumb and finger picks. Am I am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, like uh, yeah. plastic thumb pick and uh, metal finger picks. Okay, who makes those? Like, I know nothing about thumb and oh, okay. finger picks. They so. are Dun- Dunlop. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's just it, just Dunlop. There, there, there you go, thank you, yeah. noted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, when it comes to guitars, are you, like, one of those people who are into, like, tone words and different, you know tonal qualities of woods and stuff like that no i i have no i i don't know i just like i just pick a guitar and I go that sounds cool i like that one yeah good <laughs> okay and like do you even know like what your waterloo is made out of absolutely not okay wood. nice yeah wood 
some wood. kind of <laughs> some kind like of wood. Yeah. Laminate type sort of thing on it. Brown wood. <laughs> Maybe it says it doesn't even say I have no idea. No. <laughs> Okay, cool. That's all my nerdy questions. <laughs> and then, so, do you have a favorite guitar? Is the Waterloo? It's the Waterloo. Yeah, I love. I love this Waterloo. It's so good. It's yeah. like it sounds as good as my sort of vintage guitars, um, mm-hmm. but it's you know a modern guitar. It can take a, it can take a, it can take a bashing. Um, yeah. I'm less afraid of breaking it. It's pretty. It's very pretty, which is very yeah. important. Um, it, honestly, I'm very shallow with guitars. Can't be done with ugly. It would, you could have the nicest sounding guitar in the world. If it was ugly, I wouldn't buy it. It's like absolutely not. <laughs> oh um, Lord, forgive me for the. I know that's a really ugly guitar. That's behind me. There. <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> um, but um, where where are Waterloo guitars from? Is it like a British company? Sorry. No, they're yeah. American. They're um they're oh, in Austin. It? Do you know uh, Do you know Collings? Yes, Collins I do know guitars. Collings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they're a sister company. They're the same, they're oh, owned by the same okay. people. Um, they're just like it's their their pre-war blues style guitar. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I, I think they're quite. I don't really know much about it. I know they're really like hard to find at the moment. I got really yeah. lucky with this one. They're basically impossible to find in the UK. I was just got super super lucky finding one. Yeah. Just happened to look at the right time on the right yeah. shop, basically. Um, but yeah, I think they're having some manufacturing problems or something. They're not they're not making many mm. of them at the moment. Okay, hectic. Have you have you spent much time in the USA? I know you've got a tour coming up later this year, but previously, have you gone over there? I went over once. Uh, I went over for the uh, this uh, thousand in- thousand incarnations of the Rose okay. Festival. Yeah, yeah, I went over there for that. Um, but that's yeah, that's the only time I've been been in the states. So I'm looking forward to going there again. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty like surprised by that to be honest, because yeah, that's. I, don't know. I mean, you know, having literally been going through the process of getting a visa, I'm surprised anyone bloody makes it over there. It's really yeah. difficult. <laughs> hey, man, I can't even imagine, especially like even for someone from the UK, because I know for us it's like almost impossible. Like, <laughs> from Africa, like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But shit, okay. Hey, man. But, but you're sorted and it's all done and you're definitely going to be there. I- when uh, is that? Oh, no, 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 hopefully. I've still, I haven't quite got my visa yet. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm at the point where, it, yeah, I'll probably be fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. 90, that's, the, that's the terrifying thing. You have to, like, book it all and, and then get the visa, you know? Because otherwise, yeah. they're like, why do you want to come? You haven't got any shows, get fucked. You know, you've got to, like... <laughs> it's all sort of, it's all ass backwards. Ah, oh, it is very strange. When is that? Is that in December that you're going? Sorry, I can't uh, September to uh, okay. end of September to October. Okay, wow, that's actually pretty soon. Yeah, super <laughs> so, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shame, man. Um, and yeah, like now, in terms of you know, like so, when you started out, you were listening to grunge, and you sort of ended up listening to the kind of old blues and that sort of thing. But like, what kind of music are you listening to these days? Um, I kind of, you know, a bit of the same stuff, um, but also, you know, I just kind of, I kind of, kind of, kind of go for anything that that's new. Um, uh, like a lot of new kind of weird punk stuff, but also okay. like a lot of you kind of sort of slightly more avant-garde kind of, you know, weird improv bands and and and, and I kind of go for anything. Honestly, like, it's kind of, I kind of really hard to. Kind of really hard anything, to, to talk about. It, literally anything. 
I'm Anything to, like, specific bunch of rap. that you that you want to name? <laughs> no, no, never, never. Okay. Um, always lovely eggs. Everyone, 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 everyone should listen to the Lovely Eggs. They're the best band in the UK. Wait, the whomst? The Lovely Eggs. The best lovely band in the eggs. UK. Best band in the UK. Okay, like eggs, like eggs, the... like delicious eggs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Lovely Eggs. Okay, is it like a? Are they like punk or two piece punk band? They're they're pretty okay. big in the U. They're pretty big in the UK, but they they need to become bigger yeah, everywhere else because they're forgive amazing. Forgive my forgive my ignorance, but I'll definitely check them out. Lovely Eggs. That's super cool. I really like yeah, I like British punk. Definitely superior to American, in my opinion. But yeah, anyway, that's another discussion. There's, there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff. There is some good stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's just something about, like, yeah, bands like The Fall and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> you know? that. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you're insane. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic stuff. But, um, and do you find that like w- the music that you do listen to like the sort of punk stuff and noise and what everything now everything. Uh, does does it inform the music that you create like consciously do you hear stuff and think like i need to incorporate that i kind of i always think that but then it's always really hard to actually make that happen so i still think it's kind of it probably is but in a slightly more not on quite as intentional a level okay. i think um, hopefully it's all just sort of st- steeping in there and some other stuff uh, will come out it's just really uh, these days it's just it's just very hard to find time you know it's it's uh, to actually properly write music it's a it's yeah a fucking, fucking busy world yeah <laughs> it sounds like you're particularly busy as well like I don't know yeah is it so your job it's like a Monday to Friday 9 to 5 kind of thing uh yeah yeah but I'm like the the, the like a, the director so it's oh like, okay there's <laughs> kind of other stuff to do as well oh lord okay so you're yeah. like managing people and managing teams and yeah yeah man it's okay. it's a lot of work it's all right though it's all right it's all right uh, yeah no that's not too bad I I'm actually in a bit of a similar boat so I I, I understand that's why like when we set this up I was like weekends please (laughs) (laughs) because during the week is just not feasible but um now in terms of like your future plans so i mean yeah you've got some new recording techniques do you have some new songs or anything like that that you're planning i have a little I have a little bit. Um, I'm try- I'm trying to find the time yeah, to actually sit, know, sit and write music. It's mm. just super difficult. Um, but I'm you know doing it like every 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 free night that I have. I'm sitting down and trying to spend you know some number of hours writing music. Um, it is it's slow process because I don't know, the more the more music I write, the more easily I become bored by it. So it kind of becomes uh. denser and denser to a certain scale until you hit a point and then you, then you reverse and you go, nah, actually it's super simple. Um, so it's kind of it's a, you're sort of kind of constant battle with yourself to be honest. Um, but you know, it'll, yeah, slowly, slowly, lots of okay. ideas. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah, of course you've got some touring coming up and that. But um, wait, what was I going to ask there? When you when you play and like when you're writing music like that, is it something that you do like very consciously, or do you try and get you know like a lot of people and especially people who are into like sort of drone at, but like more improvisational type of drone music, like they talk about you know trying to like achieve some sort of transcendental state. I don't know. Is that something that you go in for, or is <laughs> do you have a completely different vibe? 
I mean, I think actually when you, for me, like that 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 bit happens after you've written a song. It's like when you okay. once you've kind of got and you've played once you've written a song, you played it a million times. I think for me, that's when that happens. And okay. so you're sort of you're trying to write a song that can achieve that. But when I don't know when you're when you're when I'm well, when I'm writing, um, obviously uh, I'm trying to do more of a compositional thing than an improvis- improvisational thing. Mm. And one thing that's required by that is to remember what you've just played. Um, <laughs> Which is important. I mean, for me, I've always, I've, I, t- I don't really tend to write things down or anything. So I always think that if you forget it, it was probably crap anyway. So this idea of like the bits that you remember are probably the bits that are, that were worth okay were worth keeping. But yeah. So like okay, so you and do you like record stuff on your phone or is it just purely like what you what stays with you is what remains. Yeah, it kind of changes. I I change how I write like all the time. Um, oh, at the moment, okay. I'm actually sitting in, sitting with my headphones on and 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 a, and a device to record. Um, ah, it's because okay. I've been struggling a bit recently. Uh, so this is my new methodology. Um, and it's quite fun. As like when I play live, um, I like to have the monitors really loud because I like so I can okay. get kind of kind of get into it. And I've I've found <laughs> recently like doing that with writing music makes it a little bit easier. So like okay. with a mi- microphone on me and like blasting it into my own headphones, you get kind of yeah, you know, a more like yeah, yeah, immersive experience, I guess. Yeah, whether or not that's a good idea, I don't know yet. But, you know, <laughs> find out. Also, but also, like I think when you've got like time constraints, like sometimes you don't have time to like sit and play the same thing like a billion times until it's sort of memorized and ingrained. So, uh, having something to like record those ideas on, so that when you do have like little gaps, you can actually go back to them, is probably not a bad idea. Yeah, but. I think it's just good to vary vary what you do. You know, it's it's mm. kind of have. I don't know if I believe in a sort of you know consistent yeah. rigorous methodology. It's kind of you got to do whatever works at the time. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Adaptable as everybody. Well, otherwise you just write the same <laughs> two songs over and over again, right? You can't. You kind of got to. Mm. You, yeah. The ex- expectation that you won't evolve is a bit is, as a as a player or a writer is in it. You know, but it's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, is that an expectation that you feel like people have had of you? Of what writing the same sort of stuff? Yeah, or, like or like like do you feel like there's a sort of sort of expectation and like when people listen to your music that they're going to get a particular thing? I guess um, so. I guess if I wrote a really soft, gentle set of songs in all in a major key, that people would be a bit shocked by that. I mean, I don't really I try I try to just write what I want to write. Um mm. generally speaking, but and I like writing the stupid gothic heavy stuff. It's fun. Um, I want to write some write some slower stuff, but I don't know. I, people, I suspect there is, but I, I'm just gonna write what I want because I can't write otherwise. It just doesn't happen. It has to be okay. uh, whatever happens. So the idea of expectation is uh, not gonna get fulfilled other than accidentally anyway. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good approach. Um, and then, do you think you're gonna ever like? Bring your electric guitar into your solo stuff. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Won't we? I don't know. Mm, okay. I don't know what 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 tomorrow me's got planned. They're very okay. unpredictable. Okay, but right now, current you is not bringing the electric in with with any new stuff. Well, maybe, maybe I. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, I don't no, know. No, no secrets. Change my mind. Not be revealed. It's not. It's not even necessarily a secret. It's me. I just change my mind every other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, well, anyway, like, um, and then if you were to pick one of your songs, 
to play for someone who'd never heard your music, which song would you pick? Um, I don't know. I quite like. I'm I'm pretty fond of the, the Three Deaths of Red Spectre because I think okay. that's one of the first ones I kind of went into that more what I consider the more sort of compositional mode. So it is kind of full on movements and stuff and repeated phrases with intent. But I don't know. I think that's pretty. I quite like that song. I kind of, I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to record it again because I feel that that what? recording of it is ancient and like not, 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 not as I could do it better. But I think everyone thinks that. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I like that song. That's a good song. Uh, w- would you be amenable to me ending the show by playing that song? Or uh, sure. Yeah. Will I be yeah. hearing from your legal team? Or <laughs> um, <like> that? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. okay great thank you very much i'll definitely do that feel free to send me a re-recorded version if you want to do that but actually no don't (laughs) don't don't do that to yourself Uh, i do have one actually because i almost i almost yeah i have almost yeah but it's never been used but there is is, and it features one of my favorite bits of me fixing something that got fucked by my phone going off don't worry there was some strange there was some, some forensic stuff happened when I record I never like I always do one take but that I was mm. one take it and then uh, I forgot to put my phone into um you know airplane mode oh. so either on one channel there was a little shit yeah but I didn't fix it and I was so proud I was so proud of how I fixed it and you can't hear it and then I never put it out anyway Oh my lord! When did you record that one? Like around the same time as the original, so, or is uh, no, same recent? time as uh, Strange Lights. When I was oh, recording Strange okay. Lights, I recorded that with the same setup. Okay, I see. I see. Okay, do you think that you're gonna go and like revisit and re-record any of your older stuff? Is that something you'd be into? I don't know. I could do, but I don't know. If I don't know if there's much point. It's out there. You know, yeah. it's just gonna be a slightly better, slightly higher fidelity recording yeah. but i mean i don't know i think that's what live's for right the the different versions exactly come uh, to a gig yeah and i i don't know i really like the version that's out there i say as someone who's never heard a single other version of it so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but anyway uh really appreciate it i think i've come to learn not to like let these things go on for too long (laughs) for your sake as well um but thank you so much for for coming on the show i'll end it off with three deaths of red specter and yeah i don't know if there's anything you want to plug before we end uh going on tour supporting riley walker uh in september wait no wait when is it august 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 to september and that'll be good and then yeah going doing doing an american tour uh so come to gigs yeah <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> is the riley walker one in the uk that you uh yeah uk and ireland okay wow that's really cool okay fantastic yeah well thanks so much Gwyneth. really appreciate it i think we can end there cool nice one